Testing, testing. Are we live or are we Memrex? We are live. I think last time I checked, I believe we are, in fact, live. Yes, yes, yes. And this has been one of the best days of my life. I survived my 50th high school reunion. I survived my emceeing duos. Duos? Duos. Here in the duo. <laughs> see, I got all flustered because our guest is in studio and he's one of my favorite people. Live in studio, Tommy Emanuel. Hey, good, Tommy. Good evening. Good evening. I'm back in Chicago. We just picked him up on the street. He was yeah, coming out was, of the... Yeah, I was trying to make a few bucks downstairs. <laughs> Busking down on Michigan <laughs> Avenue, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I, I sang Sweet Home Chicago Did for, you? for the 50th time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, someone finally paid me to be quiet. So. Well, Tommy Emanuel <laughs> Anyway, good to see you both. Coming, good to see you you're t- coming from your show at, at the Park West. Yeah, I've had a beautiful night. Yes, you have. And, and I I'm so sorry you had asked us if we could introduce you at the Park West, and if if not for Johnny's uh, high school reunion, oh, we yeah, would have been there. Oh well, that's well, you fine. Know, I, I had my duties. Well, <laughs> your I, duty, you know, yes. I, just, I just wanted to make sure that that you knew that that how much I appreciated you doing oh, that. Thank so. you. You know, we were going way back to the first time we called you on our show and you were doing a little club out on the east coast and the first thing you said to us was how did you find out about me yeah that's right and it turned out that a chicagoan had moved to australia and sent us your cds is that what it was yes and he introduced us to you and we said we got to find this man and we found you. How about you? Yep. Yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> and then there were Shubas. Yes. With, with Nils. Yes. Yeah. And Martyrs. Yeah. yeah Martyrs. That's yeah. right. And yeah. Like a couple of Park West. But the, oh, it, Elburn, Elburn, Illinois, Elburn, way Elburn, Illinois out. was the first place we introduced you in, On in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah that's yes. right. It was yeah. an old school. Schoolhouse, school yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll never forget the little girl couldn't have been more than six or seven in the front row, and I watched her scoot closer and closer on her chair as you performed. She got really, and then finally she stood up, and she was oh. so little she could stand and just watch. She was so mesmerized by oh. everything she saw. Look, I got goosebumps just talking oh, about her. That's so <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Well, for, the, for those of you who uh, who may have been in a cave, yes, and may not know. <laughs> Who the heck this Tommy Emanuel guy is? You're, you got a guitar in your hands. I do. You want to put it to work for a couple yeah. seconds? So, can you turn that on so I can hear it? How's that? Can you hear it all right there? Yeah. I can hear it fine. Okay. Okay, then uh, uh, how about if I play uh, a brand new song for you? Here you go. This is called Scarlet's World.
Scarlet's World. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask... Mm. Who who is who is Scarlett? Scarlett is my granddaughter. I thought so. Okay. Yeah, but I'm also a big Scarlett Johansson fan. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and that movie she made called Lucy. Yeah, yeah, really affected me, huh. and I watched it many times. And uh, then one night I was thinking about my my granddaughter Scarlett, and I was I was thinking, what. Scarlett is four years old now, and I'm thinking, what is the world going to be like when she's 15 or 18 yeah. or 20 or whatever? You know, what is Scarlett's world going to be? And that's mm-hmm. that kind of uh, that that song has a real simple melody, but it's kind of a bit like an 80s. Mm-hmm. Tune, you know, it's a bit yeah. like everybody wants to rule the world kind of yeah. vibe, yeah. you know. So it's gorgeous. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Let me take you back to the movie Lucy. What about yeah. it had an impact? On mm. Well, first of all, the message of yeah. of uh, uh, you know uh, uh, everything's happening in our perception, right? And if it wasn't for time. If it wasn't for the 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 thing of time, we wouldn't really perceive it as it is. You know, like like she shows all those scientists. Uh, okay, here's a car driving down the highway, mm-hmm. and now she speeds it up, yeah. and and it goes so fast that we can't see it. And the only way we know that there's a car on that road is if it's in our time. If it's mm-hmm. in it's in the time that we understand. But time can be sped up, so it beyond us. And it's, a, it's such an incredible thing. Mm. But the way that movie, uh, I know it's all, it, it's kind of about, uh, you know, sinister people and yeah. there's a lot of bloodshed and stuff yeah. in it. But there's an underlying message where she goes back in time and she see, observes the world mm-hmm. from when it first started to, you know, caveman right through mm-hmm. to, you mm-hmm. know, she's sitting there in Times Square and is able to stop everything and look around. It's, yeah. it's just an amazing thought, you know. See, now, if we had video boxes, that could be on the back of that video box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't pick up that movie? I'm going to watch that movie oh, next it's, week. It's a fabulous yes. film. Oh, that's yeah. great. i got to tell you, we get, we get texts throughout the show. Uh-huh. And uh, Judy Bird says, please tell Tommy we so enjoyed the concert this evening. Thank you, Judy. You're a fan. We met in Jamaica, she says. Ah, okay. Yeah. And Glenn says, I'm loving the music. And Don in Kalamazoo says, I have been looking forward to Steve and Johnny and Tommy. Oh, you got a bunch you. of exclamation points. <laughs> and I, I, I said it last week, and I, I think it bears repeating. If you only see one guitarist live in your lifetime, yep. it should be this man. Oh. Because uh, seriously, I'll never forget when we took our cardiologist friend to see you, and he stood up after you were done. He was in the front row, and he turned around, and he said, that was aerobic. That is, that he is said, good for your Tommy heart. Emmanuel is an aerobic workout. <laughs> And it's good for your heart, people. Yes. And they're all like, who's this crazy man in the front row? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if we may, we need to take a break and come back. Yeah, Let's yeah. not assume that everybody knows you. Can we take you we- into the Wayback sh- Machine Ooh. and talk a little bit about how you started as a very wee little boy? That's right. I'm going, wee little boy. <laughs> yes. Little tiny boy. So we'll come back. And for those of you who don't know Tommy, you'll hear some more music and you'll get to do a little bit more about him. And his story, which is pretty fascinating, right here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. And uh, 
We're fortunate to have Tommy Emanuel in the studio with us, and we're going to do something we don't normally do, but because this is a different studio than we were used to working with uh, with Tommy in. Tommy, just play your guitar for a second, and I want to... Sounds a lot better. Yeah, there you good. go. Is that good? There's a little bit of waltzing Matilda there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how better to you? It sounds wonderful. Good. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Tommy. Okay, so for the folks who don't know your backstory, it's pretty incredible. Or your oh. front story. Well, yeah, exactly. All my, 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 no, your yeah, boys, story. boys. <laughs> now, boys. You get out of hand now real quickly. <laughs> so you were like five years old when you and the whole family hit the road in Australia, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, Papa said, we're going to do this, this, this family band? Well, yeah, P- Papa had a... Had a bad heart, had a heart condition, and his our family doctor had said to my dad, "Whatever you want to do, you should go do it, because I can't tell you how long you're going to be here." So we sold up and bought guitars and drums and cars and a and a tent and all that, and away we went. And uh, we we got some help from people in the business, and and then. We started getting on radio and we started uh, auditioning for things like uh, talent shows and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And because we were little, it was kind of like a novelty. But the thing was is that we could actually play. Mm -hmm. We we could play music that you heard on the radio and we were little kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of hard to explain that to people. Were you like the Michael Jackson of the family? Like the little guy that they put up in the front? Well, I started out uh, as just like just the rhythm guy and my, my brother Phil was the lead guy. Mm-hmm. But but he wasn't interested in being a showman kind of thing. I was. And so uh, I moved around and made contact with the audience and and that kind of created a personality for yeah. the band and uh and 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 then I, the older i got the more adventurous i got i started wanting to play lead parts too and starting to play slide and hawaiian music like mm-hmm. my sister was playing so i would do this whole medley of things and then en- end up on my brother's drum kit playing uh, wipeout oh, and stuff like yeah. that and the golden wedding and things like that you know and so you were just working wherever they would pay you to work. Well, there wasn't much pay, I can tell you. Um, we did eventually, uh, you know, get a bit of a following going. Uh, but the first three years were really tough. We were mm-hmm. broke most of the time. And if it wasn't for the kindness of strangers and uh, the kindness of, like, uh, the military, people in the military, because my dad was in the Air Force. So w- when we were totally broke and, and you know, six kids mm-hmm. uh, uh, together uh, with mom and dad, we ended up on the Air Force base. Uh, in Darwin, uh, up, up the top of Australia, and 
there happened to be a lot of American uh, Air Force men still there at that Air Force base. And so they they gave us a place to stay for a couple of weeks. Wow. And some free fuel for the cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so my dad said, well, we, we've got to put on a show for them. So we did, you know. And I'll never forget my dad saying to Phil and I, when you come out, you know, about the third song, play under the double eagle, you know, which which goes like this. Right, and it's the it's the uh, Air Force yeah. theme song, right? So. We didn't know that. We were just kids. We, we'd learned it from, you know, a Joe Maphis record or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so we launch into Under the Double Eagle. Well, the yells and the whistles and the <laughs> scream and the hats going up in the air. And at the end of the song, they yelled and screamed and came running down and hugged us and, and just threw money at us, you know. Oh my. I remember I had a fistful of paper money, like 10 pounds, 20 pounds. I had never seen that kind of money in my life. Wow. And it all came from those American Air Force men. So That's a scene you. in a movie. It's a true story. It's just a great wow. story, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, at, at what point did you decide that, uh, and we've got a break for the news, I, I hate to do this, but yeah, how, old we were you, how old were you when you decided that you were just going to go off and be that showman and be the solo act? I'd, I've always been like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there was never any point where I, you know, uh, during the early years, uh, after Dad died, when I, I, I was 11, 12, 13, and I'm doing school, but during that period, my brother and I put bands together yeah. and, and played for dances and all that. And we were constantly learning songs and all that. And whatever Phil wanted to learn, I had to learn it too because I was his accompanist. Sure. You know? And uh, th- that's how I got to learn more songs as well. And then there are other people who sang, and we had to learn their songs. So it was constant learning of songs, mm. you know? That's and good. that's how I learned to play the guitar. Well, speaking of playing the guitar, we've locked the door. We're keeping okay. you for a little bit after the bewitching hour of 12. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and be right back here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putnam at WGN Radio. And if you're wondering why we're not using a whole lot of musical bumps, it's because we don't want to waste time. <laughs> That's right. Because we've got Tommy Emanuel in the studio we've with us. We've got music here. It, and I don't mean to, I don't want to embarrass Tommy, but I have to say a very sincere thank you. Tommy. What did I do? Is a, well, <laughs> Tommy was uh, at the Park West. Mm-hmm. And then right after the Park West, he got in an Uber, came over here to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. After he yeah. leaves he, uh, here, he's uh, you're getting back on the bus and you're heading up to Milwaukee. We yeah. should uh, blatant plug. You're going to be playing a wonderful place, the Paps Theater in yeah. Milwaukee. Yes. Looking forward to it. And I have to share with you, <clears throat> Ben in Milwaukee writes, I want to say hello to you and Tommy, and I want to thank you, Steve and Johnny, for introducing me to him and his music. Oh, I'm a longtime listener from Milwaukee. I grew up in Waukesha. He says, I'm excited to see Tommy live for the third time Sunday night. I'm bringing my best friend who's a full-time musician in Waukesha. And he's never seen Tommy live. So for his birthday, I bought him tickets with a meet-and-greet package. He says, I can't wait to meet Tommy and introduce. I love this. I can't wait to meet Tommy and introduce my two favorite guitarists to each other tomorrow night. It's very sweet. So thank you, Ben, for taking the time. Waukesha, that sounds familiar. Yeah, kind of familiar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking right. of favorite guitarist, I think we should shut, shut up. up. What would you oh. like to play? Oh well, well, we, we, uh, I was playing some Beatles stuff before. Yes. So I'm gonna... I feel fine. I love yeah. it. Yes. John Lennon. Yes. One of my favorite Beatles tunes, and you use that medley that you do, and invariably, whenever we play the, the medley, oh yeah, um, people go, no, that's not just one guy and one guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Emanuel. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) That's such a treat. Thank you. Uh, Jim in Aurora says, I cannot believe the beautiful sounds coming over the radio on that guitar. Oh, thank you. And then you get a wow, a bunch of exclamation points, amazing, a bunch more. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and a whole bunch of hearts from Jim in Aurora. Fantastic. (laughs) Yes. Well, we should turn on the, uh, the blatant plug light. And mention you have a new album out. Yeah, the album's called Accomplice Two, yeah. and uh, it's uh, 
The the word accomplice, if you look it up in the dictionary, it says someone who helps you <laughs> commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, basically, I like it as opposed to duets. You know, I, mm-hmm. I prefer the word accomplice be, because it's just yeah. it's a bit more fun. But um, yeah, uh, at the moment, I have Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams on the road with me. Uh, on this tour and we do a track together uh, uh, that uh, uh, is on the album Mm -hmm. and um, there's duets with Little Feet, Nitty Gritty, Mm -hmm. um, Michael McDonald, uh, uh, Billy Strings, Molly Tuttle, Sierra Hull, uh, Jerry Douglas, uh, David Grisman, you know there's a lot of good people on Mm -hmm. In fact, aren't you going to be doing a, another tour with Jerry Douglas in yeah, the future? In in December, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's uh, it it won't be in this area because mm-hmm. I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> and next year, mentioning Molly Tuttle, we've talked mm. about Molly many times. You're, she's going to be touring with you over yeah, in uh, the UK. Yeah, she's doing that uh, all, all the UK dates. Nice and. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then Mike Dawes is going to join me for the Irish and Scottish mm-hmm. dates. So. Well, you have dates coming up in Hungary, Croatia, yeah. Serbia, Poland. And, Poland. and I remember once you told us that sometimes when you step out on stage, you have no idea what these people are saying, but your music, it speaks to them, and mm-hmm. it's like you guys, you communicate with these audiences yeah. of thousands of people. Well, you know, with what's going on in the world right now reminds me of back in 2015 after there was some trouble between Russia and Ukraine. um, Most of the artists who went that way cancelled, you know. And uh, I had dates booked in Russia and I also had a date in Kiev in, in Ukraine. And uh, they people were were writing to me saying, "Please don't cancel. We need music." So, mm-hmm. uh, much to my manager's dismay, I said, "I'm not canceling. Let's mm-hmm. take a chance and go." Mm-hmm. And I'll just never forget that show w- when we got into Ukraine. We weren't sure whether we could get back into Russia, mm-hmm. you know, to finish the the, the tour off, but uh, there were candles in the streets there were photographs of all the people who were killed in that street right outside the hall it was so incredibly emotional Mm. and there'd been no music there for a long time anyway uh two and a half thousand people came it was totally full and i walked on stage and everybody yelled and applauded and stood up and stayed standing the whole two hours wow it was so incredibly emotional. Yeah. I'm just so glad I, that I didn't cancel because I would have missed one of the greatest uh, nights of my life. Sure. You know? And, and, and people in other countries have got to know you, thankfully, mm. because of the Internet. Yeah. They found your music. Well, it's amazing. You know, I never realized the power of stuff like that because I was never interested in computers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it was back in about 2005, my agent in the Netherlands rang me and said, "Can can we do two shows in one night? in Stockholm in Sweden and I said why and he, he said because the first show sold out so quickly and I said I've never played there you know how'd that happen he said I don't know but there are 400 people on the waiting list and I said oh my god okay so we 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 did a seven o'clock show and a nine thirty show both 
totally full. So like 650 people a show. And I've never played there before. And I thought, how is this possible? Amazing. And so I asked the audience. I sang out, how do you know about me? And they all went, YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, what's YouTube? I didn't know. <laughs> and that's when a, a, a guy sent me a link. And I, oh. I, I clicked on it. And there was a video of me taken in England in about 2000 playing Guitar Boogie. And... and uh, it had like three million views, and I said, "Oh my goodness, I had no idea about this." Oh. So th- that kind of started everything over there. <laughs> thank you, Internet. Yeah, thank <laughs> right? you. My, my absolute favorite version that I like all the versions you do of Guitar Boogie, mm. but the one that you did several years ago at the Chet Atkins Society Convention, where oh, you, yeah. you you went on for about ten minutes, and you just went on from from he A boogied. to B to Z. To, I mean, it was just oh. extraordinary. And the well, crowd got really riled up, too. But was that a case where you're impacted by the mood, and the mood of the crowd was such that it spurred you on to do a whole well, lot of other things? T- totally. I mean, I did that tonight here. I, I decided... Because I'd I'd been to to the chess museum today and everything, what I did is I'm playing guitar boogie. Let me flip this like it. Right, I'm playing like that, and and then I go and I go into like a a a blues and and start improvising over the changes. Mm And uh, and do key changes and stuff like like that. So you know, you, uh, with a song like Guitar Boogie, it's it's just a blues. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. normal blues changes. Mm-hmm. So you can play it any way you want. You can slow it down, speed it up, play it in different keys. You can do what you want with it, and that's what I love about that that tune. I also got to play it with Arthur Smith, the guy who oh. Re- oh. who recorded yeah. it. In '99, when uh, when Chet and I played together the last time uh-huh. there in Nashville, uh, he surprised me with Arthur Smith, and mm-hmm. Arthur came out, and I got to play it with the original guy. Wow! Mm-hmm. And I remembered how it went because Phil and I learned to play it from listening to the '78 record of of uh, Arthur Smith's Guitar Boogie, and so uh, Arthur wanted to play it. And I remembered how the rhythm sounded on the original recording. It was like this. Like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he played this kind of... Like that. My mother used to say, it's got to sound roly-poly. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, so... And when I played it with him... I swear it was it was so identical to what I remember from my childhood. It was just it, it just really wow. galvanized me to stand beside him and hear him playing. Yeah. It, you know, it was just exactly like the record. Oh. And I thought, I'm so grateful to be in the music game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Tommy, we've mm. we've thrown a couple of requests at you. What do you feel like playing? Oh, well, let me let me play you uh a song uh, that oh here we go this is a because we'd we'd mentioned my brother Phil and mm-hmm. and Phil and I had a great time with with you guys here on on WGN back in 2011 back when I had hair and teeth and um, <laughs> so uh, anyway um, after Phil passed I I decided to write this song uh, because Phil loved 
quirky melodies and he he was crocodile dundee mm. you know <laughs> he was the real crocodile dundee i decided to write him a a, a song that was kind of a little quirky and and a little bit like crocodile dundee in in places so so he, here it is it <clears throat> it's called sail on and and um on on his gravestone it says sail on beautiful soul so here it is beautiful thank you you know what was amazing was when my brother died the first person to call me was barry gibb really yeah because nobody knows about losing brothers like him oh yeah you know yeah. and it was it was beautiful really you've performed with barry too haven't yeah. you yeah i played on that on the greenfields album yeah and got to do how deep is your love my very favorite bg song mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and it wow. was amazing. We were in Studio A at uh, RCA in Nashville, all live. So live drums, bass, piano, me, and I'm playing uh, acoustic just with a mic on it. And Barry's standing beside me singing. He's singing live. We did 14 takes of that song, and every one of them was wonderful. And he sang his heart out 14 times. Mm. And Why that, did you do it 14 times? Because that's what the producer wanted. Really? Yeah, and then he he cut it all together and made it into the final wow. track. I, I I don't work that way when mm-hmm. I'm producing, but uh, you go with the moment. Well, you get the best take you you, you can, and that's it, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, that's how that guy worked, and mm-hmm. and. Um, but, but uh, the thing about Barry is that he gave his heart and soul. Every every take was amazing to me. You mm. know, 
Wow. And, uh, yeah, he really poured himself into it. It was a great opportunity to... That's for, and amazing music. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tommy, we have to take a break for a newscast. All right. If we could get you to sit tight. And then during that e- news... Either sit tight or, or hang sit, loose. <laughs> hang loose. Depending on what you feel like. If you want to sit tight, sit tight. If you yeah. want to hang loose, hang loose. I can hang tight. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, I get scared because Tommy is like the master of dad jokes. I, I didn't say bad jokes. I said dad, dad jokes. jokes. Yeah, exactly. Both are the ones where you go, yeah. oh. Exactly. And he's yeah. the master of this. So I get scared. Well, well, I, well, what's a, what I'm afraid of is my hotel room. It's so small, the mice have got hunchback. See? See what I'm <laughs> Exactly. We got Tommy Emanuel in the house we with us. We do. And uh, Mark says, it is hard for me to imagine Tommy with no hair. He's got hair. He just yeah, said he had yeah. more back then. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got his teeth, too. <laughs> sounds as, It sounds so great. Uh, Donna says, absolutely amazing, all in capital letters. Thank you for the music, Tommy. Uh, music from heaven. That I love that. Uh, from a listener just wonderful feedback and a listener says tommy did you ever work with jeff beck i wish yeah i was i'm a big big beck fan always have been in fact yesterday i was listening to jeff beck and eric clapton doing moon river oh Oh, yes it's wonderful playing on that but his song nadia just i must have listened to it a thousand times you know Mm -hmm. and of course when that uh, Because we ended as lovers uh, from the Blow by Blow album. Mm-hmm. That was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Of course, Stevie Wonder wrote that song. But, but, oh, I didn't but, know that. Yeah, but, but Beck, you know, there, yeah. was, there was only one of him. Yeah. You know, what a complete, unique player. And, and uh, when he played melody, it was like he, he, was, he was someone else, you know. Hmm. It was extraordinary to me. You know, well, it was wonderful too that he did the Les Paul's music and did that yeah. the whole album yeah. and did a tour with, with, with Melda May. May. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah. that was fabulous. And he never used to pick. No, it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and yet he would get different sounds. And you, the guitar players are used to getting different sounds from different uh, yeah. kinds of picks, but he did it all with his fingers. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he just had his way, and that's it, you know. And that's that's the principle. You have to find what works for you, mm-hmm. you know. And like, like when I was a kid, uh, I I played all my fingerstyle tunes, about all my Chet Atkins and Merle Travis tunes, with a straight pick because I didn't know about a thumb pick. Mm-hmm. And then when I got a thumb pick, it was like. The, someone opened the gate and let the horse out, and away I went. Right? <laughs> but then, then years later, I decided, well, I better learn how to flat pick mm-hmm. with a thumb pick. And you never see anyone do that. So I had to learn to go like that with my thumb pick, mm-hmm. you know? So. stuff you know that, that it's normally flat pick i can do that with a thumb pick and it's it's just because i really wanted to you yeah know? 
Yeah. So. Now, you said a few minutes ago that you listened to a CD of guitar, or not a CD, but a, a 78, you said, of Guitar yeah. Boogie. Yeah. And I know you told us stories before about Chet Atkins and how you knew his music by listening to albums, yeah, right? That's right. And you would put something on the needle to, to slow, try to slow, slow down, down the record. Oh, so you I, could, I used to put coins on them in the middle of the record to slow down a little bit, <laughs> like that. And then if if there was uh, it was something really complicated like, like this, if there was if he did that, I'd have to slow it down till I could hear. And then I go, oh, I know what it is. It's a major chord, and he's spelling it out. So it's here it is, slow down. And here it is at his speed. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, how's he doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, how, that, that's how I worked it out. So one more time for the listeners. Slow down. Sped up. So there <laughs> you go. That's great. <laughs> Wow. And I just imagine, see, it's hard for us non-musicians to grasp being able to hear and to translate to your fingers, mm. to your brain and your fingers, what you're hearing. Well, I don't That's do amazing. a lot of other things with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Room service. Send me up a room. But up, Okay. I opened up the floodgates. <laughs> we have had, uh, we mentioned to you off the air, we have had a ton of requests for you to do one particular song. Like this.
Wow. There you are. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank wow. you. Thanks for the reverb. Oh. You get to oh my player's goodness. friend. <laughs> I don't know if we ever told you the story about you performing that song on our show at 3 o'clock in the morning. And it, um, the name Paul Harvey, I don't know if that means anything to you. Uh, probably the most recognizable broadcaster in America. Uh, and, and yes. Paul Harvey was the most listened to single broadcaster in the world. His broadcasts were carried all over the wow. world. Wow. So he used to wake up to our show. Ah. And he woke up one morning coming, getting ready to come to work. Mm-hmm. And you... We're playing that, ah. and when was, he got to it was to the work, morning that you told us about playing that for less. Oh yeah, I remember that. And when he got to work, he had his people call our people and say, "Can I get a copy of that?" And apparently, he played it so often at home that when he died, they played it at his funeral. Oh. Your version wow. that he loved so much. Rest in peace, Paul. <laughs> yes, I love that story too. Thank you. Yeah. And you never know who's listening either. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. Can, yeah. can we take one quick break and then we'll come yeah. back and and who yeah. knows what will happen? Yes. Uh, very, <laughs> we <laughs> we, have, we certainly that. don't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's like medicine for me. That's, I think of our Dr. Winslow saying, Tommy is good medicine. Yes. <laughs> Tommy Emanuel, who's been nice enough to hang out with us. You should go to his website. TommyEmanuel.com. That's not enamel. That's Emmanuel. Yes. <laughs> Tony Enamel. Yes. Because <laughs> you, have, you have some fans, the enamel heads, right? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that was when I started telling people about the, the journalist who, uh, <laughs> who, who said in the interview, you know, and on guitar, Tony Enamel, <laughs> among other things, one of the most sensitive banjo players in any <laughs> neck of the woods. No. And, uh, yeah, she just made it up. You know, it was unbelievable. Oh, Bless her heart. Yeah, Speak, speaking of banjo, I have to share with you something that Johnny got me for a uh, a Christmas present. It's a six string guitar ba- banjo. It's a yeah, banjo guitar. Yeah. yeah, it's a. Ba- it's cool. What a yeah. cool instrument. Yeah. Well, Keith Urban, I think, was really the one who put yeah. those yeah. on yeah. the map. Well, he saw it, and then so. I said, oh, okay, he's got everything else. I'll get him a banjo guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the man who has everything. That's right. What do, you, yeah, what do you give a person who's got everything? Insurance. But up up. Exactly. <laughs> but remember your face when you opened it up and you went, oh. It was kind of the... Well, that's interesting kind of look, you know? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. I want to give a shout-out to those of you who are going to the show tonight, Sunday night, in Milwaukee. You lucky sons of gun. Uh, that's at the Paps Theater, gorgeous theater if you've never been there. Wonderful acoustics. acoustics. Oh, oh, love it. And then, hey, friends in St. Paul, Tommy's coming your way to the Fitzgerald's Theater. Then on the 18th, he's in Iowa City. The 19th and the 20th, he's in St. Louis. And the 21st, he gets into Cincinnati. So that is yeah. wrapping up your Midwest tour. And Indeed. It's been a busy time for you since July. Whew. Wow. And it's then you go to Austria, and yeah, then you and go... Vietnam, yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, uh, Poland and uh, Serbia, Croatia, Croatia, Hungary. Yeah. Looking wow. forward to it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Good before we let you get out of here, mm-hmm. because you've been so generous to do the things that we've asked of you... How about you play whatever you want to leave with our listeners? All right. Well, uh, th- thank you so much for, for, for having me here tonight. And uh, this is a little song I wrote called Song for a Rainy Morning. 
So sweet. Thank you. Really nice. Did you write that on a rainy morning? I did. Yeah, I was in Italy, and uh, I had a dream about my brother and sister. And and, uh, they visited me in the dream, but there was no words. There was nothing. There was no message. It was just like a visit. And then when I woke up, the window was open, and it was raining like crazy. And I just grabbed my guitar, and that song just seemed to come over me, you know. Oh, and wow. I played it all day when we were driving to the next city. Mm-hmm. I sat in the van in the back with, with, with Jerry Douglas. He was on tour with me over there. And, uh, and I, uh, it was his idea to join the verses together. He, he said, <laughs> like, like, so, so the verse... of the verse and then goes it just goes straight into the Mm -hmm. next verse Mm -hmm. and and he said why don't you just join that together and it it sounds right you know so he was right that was was his input yeah so nice you just said something that answers a question a listener has when you write a song Mm -hmm. do you just keep playing it till it becomes yeah muscle memory where yeah is yeah. that how it well, works? Well, I can't write it out in music. That's what they so, wanted to know. If yeah. <laughs> well, like with the the very first song I played tonight, Scarlet's World. You know that that uh, I had this idea. I had that idea. You know. Then and then and then and I played that through twice and then I said, okay, now now it needs a bridge, you know. So it's a right? and so then I played the the the, the first theme and then in and then back to the and then I, then I listened to it and I said it needs another place to go. So. <laughs> I, I like that melody, but I didn't want to create something more complicated. So what I did is I used the same melody and changed the chords, which is an old Beatles trick. So so the first part of the second bridge goes... Same melody, now different chords. And the same melody again, back to the original chord... So that drama sets you up to come back into the theme yes. again, you know. And and because you've kind of told the story and taken the listener places, mm-hmm. you don't have to beat him over the head with that last. The last time round, I play the verse a little softer. Like that, you know. I, I, I don't play it as strong as when I, because when I first start the song, I want to tell the story. I want to come mm-hmm. out the gate telling the story. Okay. You know? So you know. Wow. Yeah, and the introduction, I ended up to, to making it sound a little like you know Dire Straits in the eighties, like. Mm-hmm. 
hopeful. You know? Yes, yes. So, well, thank you for walking us through that. Yeah, that's so th- cool. That's how I write. I, I think like a band and a singer, and I think that like I'm trying to write a hit song for, for to be on the radio like mm-hmm. I am tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to write a song that I can get on the radio. So yeah. e- even if it never goes on the radio, that's my th- that's my way of that's my. But MO. you are literally telling a story. Yeah. I, I yeah. I've always felt that, but I love the way you explained it. You took mm. us through that. You, you talked about uh, waking up with uh, with a part of the song in your head. Mm. Which is more normal to wake up with a part of a song in your head, or do you ever wake up and you got the whole song? Yeah, it's just right there. Absolutely, really. Yeah, it, that, that has happened a few times in in my life. No, that's pretty cool. And how quickly do you have to grab the guitar to um, make sure you don't straight forget? away? Yeah, like the song "Questions" from my early album. That song just it jumped out of the closet onto me, kind <laughs> mm-hmm. of thing, you know, because I. I I had just played a show, and I'd played nearly four hours. I was exhausted. I got back to the hotel, and I fell on the bed and went to sleep, fully clothed, wet hair, shoes still on, right? And about two hours later, I woke up, and the room was, like, full of electricity. I don't know what was going on in that room, but I knew straight away, grab my guitar now, and I grabbed it, and that song came. Yeah. Wow. So the, the... the moral of that story, always keep a guitar next to the bed. <laughs> See, or a banjo. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Tommy, way, oh. we have to let you go, but one, yeah. one quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people want to know, what kind of a guitar is yes. Tommy playing? Okay, this is a Maton guitar, M-A-T-O-N. It's made in Melbourne, Australia, and this is my own model. It's called a T-E Personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked real good tonight, uh, Holly. I, we I love you. so much we fun. We love you. We can't oh, thank love you too. so much. Yeah, oh, my gosh. You. Thank Thanks you, to thank all you. your listeners out there. Oh. Yeah, be safe and be well. And you too, because you're going to be going a lot of places. Yeah. So stay in touch with us too, Tommy. I'm going to go into Scarlet's world. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Tommy Emanuel has been our guest. And for those of you just tuning in, I'm sorry, but guess what? We'll have a podcast. It will be podcast. And Julian has been doing videos, so there will be... This this boy has been working three cameras, believe it or not. He's been in heaven, so this has been great. We've been Tommy. We've been Tommy. We were talking with Tommy, taking some last-minute pictures yeah and uh julian has been doing a an extraordinary job of uh how many cameras did you have in here julian uh three just three did you see he had one on his wrist yeah he had a camera that was strapped to his like a dick tracy uh, yes and he's looking down at his wrist while he's holding a camera and he's working both of those and he's got another camera on a tripod so so that was actually i was uh controlling one of the cameras with the phone on my wrist okay oh was, that was I your was phone zooming it in oh, as we were so doing everything cool. so there will be at and for those of you who want instant gratification no it's not going to be up in two hours <laughs> no. but some some uh, over the next couple days yes. there will be a podcast and there will be some videos too i'll have that up before the next show Awesome. Cool. So I learned tonight from Tommy, since his recent album is Accomplice. Accomplice 2. Accomplice 2. But if you look up the word accomplice, he says, that's the person that helps you commit a crime. Mm -hmm. So I am your accomplice. You are my accomplice, because we come in here and we commit a crime. They pay us to have fun like we had tonight. Yep. 
which is incredible. Opportunity I didn't hear that. I don't want to be a uh, witness. <laughs> you don't want to be an accomplice? You, you don't want to be the indicted co-conspirator? Absolutely not. So Gabe goes on record as saying, I'm innocent, right? Gabe is wearing long pants tonight. But, uh, but now I, I have to ask both, both Gabe and Julian. You guys had never met Tommy before. No. Were we exaggerating? Not at all. Not one bit. Such a nice man. He, is he really just, is. Oh, and, and quite the whiz with the guitar. Oh. Quite the whiz. Yeah. Yes, yes. Gabe, wait till you see this footage. It's insane. Because Julian was doing that zooming in on his fingers, so you get these great shots where you see how fast his mm-hmm. fingers are moving, which is just wild. Um, I want to. And literally, for those of you who missed the beginning of it, Tommy started playing in Australia when he was four. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. On the road. With the family band. I like the fact that he agreed that he was the Michael Jackson of yeah. the family. And if, you, if you've never heard it, get an album called The Day Finger Pickers Took Over the World. It's the last album Chet Atkins ever did. And it's Chet Atkins and Tommy Emmanuel. And it, it is one of the albums that is always... Johnny talks about how... Uh, on the headboard above the bed, I uh, have a, a stack of CDs. That's one of the albums that is there, uh, ready to be. That I just hear a stack of CDs. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh. I, I have I have CD booklets in my car. Do you? Yep. I do. Well, all right. I'm, I'm all about the hard copy of of whatever it is. I, I I don't want everything just stored in the in quote the cloud. I've got right. Tons of vinyl and tons of CDs. I want a physical thing here. Gabe, if you came to our house, we live on, they call it the second floor, but it's actually the third floor because our basement is above ground. Right. Okay? So the very first level that you walk in, there's a wall. Say you're going up the back stairs. Mm -hmm. There is a wall that is from floor to ceiling CDs. Mm -hmm. Now you go up to the next landing, there's another wall like that. You go up to the next landing, there's yet another wall. And, and floor I, to ceiling. And, and, and I, the, used to, I used to think my uh, my stack of CDs that I used to have when I still lived at home with my mom in high school, uh-huh. I thought that was impressive. <laughs> yes. and, and that's different from when you go into our music room, which has a wall of vinyl, vinyl from right. floor to which ceiling. Which is different than the uh, the music room in the basement that has the tapes. vinyl. And the tapes. And tapes. Yeah. Um, to, to your point earlier about me wearing pants, yeah, I'm very disappointed because... <laughs> I went, you know, because normally he doesn't wear pants. That's true. Normally he's pantsless. (laughs) I I went through quite a long stretch of wearing, being being able to wear shorts every day, and now it's getting cold, and I have to buy the pants out. It's freezing, and it was rainy, and it was not a good hair night to go to this high school reunion. But I was very lucky because dear friends are staying with us, and Donna and Michael, and Donna has been my friend since I was 13 years old, the very first day of high school, and her boyfriend. Michael was kind enough to play valet and let us out of the door so that it was a good hair night for everyone. <laughs> and they are apparently listening now because they saw Tommy out in California. Just a quick little personal story. When Tommy stayed at our house, it is in the same bedroom that my friend Donna stays in. So when she saw Tommy in California, she said she got so flustered. The first thing she said to him was, Tommy, I've slept in your bed before. And things got kind of quiet. Said, what? Huh? Huh? I don't recognize you. And she goes, uh, it's Stephen Johnny's house. He goes, oh, yeah, that, that could, bed. That could have ended badly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially since her boyfriend was standing there going, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. 
Yes. Um, before we take a break, a listener says... Um, oh, somebody wants to know, uh, 630 wants to know, what title or handle do I use to punch up your podcast on my iPhone? Uh, we will have uh, a link to the podcast on our Facebook page, but go to uh, WGNRadio.com and then... Click on the weekend, and then Steve and Johnny, and the Steve and Johnny page will come up, and you you will see some of our older podcasts right. there now. But basically, wgnradio.com slash Steve and Johnny. Uh, Julian, you have an iPhone, right? I do. So, because uh, I understand that that we are in a uh, an Apple podcast library as well. Now, I we are Android, so I don't know how that works, and this guy has an iPhone, are we telling him the right thing to just go to the link to go to WGN? Or? I, I don't believe we're on in a podcast on Apple. I know if you, so for iPhone users, if you go to the music app mm-hmm. and you go to the radio section, oh, maybe that's you can bring up AM720. Okay, that's probably it. Yeah, But, uh, but I think you can find it on, on most streaming platforms that have podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think we were surprised because somebody brought to our attention that there were some very old podcast of us oh yeah and i said what what and sure enough she showed us on her iphone she said look there i had no idea those things were still floating around yeah. i'm talking about things like from the 90s i know the you know the last well, century well, well i'm amazed it it was uh what a couple months ago that again somebody found some old archived uh shows that i did at the once big 89 as a screaming rock and roll disc johnny yeah (laughs) that's right we're gonna take a break uh coming up this hour we have the last call last call we have some unfinished business we're gonna get through a little shout out to all those folks that are listening because i am Mm -hmm. convinced you are still listening because you're all you know energized after hearing tommy emmanuel on the radio so Stay with us here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That's Tommy Emanuel and Chet Atkins from the album The Day Finger Pickers Took Over the World. Like I said, they're going to dock our pay. They're going to say, you mean you actually expect to get paid to work tonight? By the way, uh, we should mention that uh, next week we ain't going to be here, but you're going to hear us. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not going to be a best of. Uh, we will be live broadcasting from down in Panama City, Florida. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting from the studios of WKGC-FM at Gulf Coast State College in Panama City, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's a radio station that we consult on there. And we're going to be uh, hanging out in Florida for the next month. We'll be back in Chicago probably the week before Thanksgiving. And we will have a Halloween show on October 28th, yep. Yep. the Saturday before Halloween. And before we move on to other things, like a shout-out of the listeners who are tuned in tonight, a uh, listener wants to know, and for, for the life of me, I could uh, I don't know the answer to this question, when did Tommy first appear on our overnight show? We, we remember the circumstances. It was by phone. We had tracked him down. And as I said in, uh, in the interview with him, he said to us, how did you find me? How do you know me? Because he was so new in this country. Because the first Tommy Emanuel thing we heard, and I didn't bring it in with me tonight, and I should have. Uh, it was a CD of Tommy and Phil Emanuel. Mm-hmm. And that's the CD that was sent to us by a listener, Tim 
Tim, who had lived in Chicago and went to Australia, moved to moved to Melbourne for his job. And when he saw Tommy and realized how big he was in Australia, and how good he was, and how good he was, and knowing that you were a guitarist, he was kind enough to send us that CD. And so I'm trying to think of that would have been okay. I remember we were in the Tribune Tower 25 years ago. Oh, at least. Yeah. And the first time we saw Tommy perform was at one of Muriel Anderson's All-Star Guitar Nights right. in Nashville. I think it was at the Wild Horse Cafe. It was. Mm-hmm. And Tommy was uh, – the All-Star Guitar Night is, is something that Muriel Anderson uh, has been putting on for years. Muriel Anderson, an extraordinary guitar player. She was the first female guitar player to win the Finger Prickers uh, Award. And Muriel brought Tommy on, and it was funny because we were blown away by Tommy. And then there was another guitar player who was supposed to follow Tommy, and when he came out, supposedly... He didn't even his, come out, remember? He, he said, said, oh, I've got a problem with my... Uh, his batteries. Uh, my batteries He said, my, my batteries are... And, 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 and that did not work, because if that was legit, the whole crowd went, uh-huh, right. Nobody wanted to follow Tommy. That's what everybody in the crowd said, because it had peaked. And then can you imagine coming out afterwards, and, and this guy goes, no, I, 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 my batteries are dead. And then I'm trying to figure what, what year this was, because... Then we were introduced to Tommy's manager, uh, Gina Mandello, Mm -hmm. uh, who was his manager at that time. And we wound up first introducing Tommy, as you said earlier, in Elburn Mm -hmm. at the high school out there. No, grade school. Elementary school. And I don't know how many years ago that was. I know. Uh, because the Fisherman's Inn was the the big restaurant out there right. then, very active. Subsequently, we introduced Tommy the first time he played uh, the Park West, Shuba's. Um, Martyrs. Martyrs. And what's the other venue I'm thinking of on the uh, north side? Um, and it's about mm-hmm. five or six different venues that, that we... Uh, well, I remember Rahm Emanuel was the mayor at that time, and people were walking by and looking up at the marquee as we were waiting to get in the theater. Remember yeah. they said, the mayor has a brother that plays guitar? <laughs> we are like, no. <laughs> yeah, same last name, but very, very different. A uh, listener says uh, from an 815 area code, I had a knee replacement a few days ago, and the last few nights have been uncomfortable, to say the least. Listening to you and Tommy is the best therapy session I've had to date. Oh, thank you. What That's a nice very thing sweet. To say. I got to tell you, at the reunion, you can tell how things have changed when you get to your 50th. The number of times I, w- I walked up on conversations, Oh, I had my knee replaced. Well, I got my hip. And it was knees and hips and mm-hmm. knees and hips. And I went, okay, I'm moving on to another crowd. Knees and hips. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm really lucky I've not had any knees and yeah. hips replaced. So, but that was just a funny observation. And then um, the guys that walked up to me and would say things like, I know you don't recognize me because I used to have hair. And invariably, it would be the guys, because again, you're talking about the 70s, early 70s. These would be the guys that had hair down their back. Mm-hmm. And now they're bald. Not just receding hairline. We're talking not a lick of hair. Very 
shocking. Oh, and do you want to give a shout out to the place that the reunion was held at? Yes. Because we um, earlier in the week just uh, scoping things out. Uh, uh, Johnny and I drove up there, and it's in Northfield, and mm-hmm. a place that we're going to check out in the future because they have a ton of gluten-free things on the menu, and it just looks like a really interesting place. It is a beautiful venue. They were so good to us, and we had a private room. What is it, HAPS? The HAP, H-A-P-P-N. The HAP Inn. The in, HAP in Inn. Northfield. And it's on HAP Road, right off of Willow Road, immediately off of the interstate, off of the Eden's mm-hmm. Expressway. And literally, I, if, if, you're, if you're on the Eden's and you get off at Willow, on Willow it is the first exit you turn left, head south, and it's about right. a so mile and you're, you're right Your there. first stoplight. Oh, no, no. When you, when you turn left at that stoplight, literally you can see the little shopping center. Yeah, but I mean, in. you have to drive past. As I recall, when we came up to it, you have to go through two stop. There's one. No, we went no to it's the, a stop sign. Yeah, it's a stop That's sign. It yeah. yeah, it was very quick. Very easy. You know, and I really feel like we shouldn't be telling people about it because the place was loaded. And <laughs> I'm planning... On us making a trip yep. there, and now I'm going to say we can't get a seat there because yeah. people will be talking about Silly the app in. Food was fabulous. Uh, they actually um, not only have a lot of gluten free foods on their regular menu, but they had gluten free foods on the buffet table and on the appetizer table, mm-hmm. and they brought in gluten free cookies on the dessert table, which was very nice on the sweet table. And we had um, there was a bar, but you had to pay, you know, for we weren't going to pick up the tab for that. We had a disc jockey. We had a photo booth, which was a hoot and a half because um, the photographer had it set up where we got together in front of a um, a screen, but you walked up to his computer and put in your phone number, and then he sent you that picture, and it was fr- framed in a green frame that said Sen High School class of 73. So there's your picture with your friends, perfectly framed, this neat little reminder of the night. And then he would ask you to, you know, he'd say, I'm going to keep clicking because he made a little uh, collage of two mm. or three pictures. And so some of them were goofy and some of them were, you know, we were being very professional and you know smiling the way you're supposed to and there's always that one person that their eyes are closed or they're looking off someplace else but um, we had a good turnout over a hundred people it got really hot in there after a few minutes and i had a little anxiety attack because i can talk to millions of people on the radio Mm -hmm. but when i looked out at a hundred pairs of eyes i was like uh, uh, I don't know if I can do this. And the disc jockey kind of, he said, you, you can do this. Just get out there in the middle of the room. And I was like, no, I don't want to be in the middle of the room. And so finally, I I had my introduction spelled out. And it was just, it, it worked out great. A wonderful venue. And we wrapped up just in time uh, for me to get here and you and I rushed in the building, and Tommy was right behind us. As as we said on our Facebook page, uh, yeah, this was a really odd show because it started out late uh, because of the Hawks, and then the first two hours were best of, right. and then the rest was mostly Tommy. 
And how lucky we got here when we did, because we were in the garage when I got a text from him. He says, I'm getting in my Uber right now at the Park West, which is nine minutes away. Like, okay, we got to hustle and get up the stairs. What a treat. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you guys were listening tonight. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. That's Tommy Emanuel's brother, Phil. Mm -hmm. That's from a... uh, a posthumous album that was released uh, called Thunderbird, mm-hmm. and uh, some really, really nice stuff. Yep. Well, one of the things that that we gave Tommy off the air was a DVD of a video that we did back in 2011, in May of 2011, after Tommy and Phil had both played here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and after they gigged, they uh, came over and hung out with us. That's the first time we got to meet Phil. And for whatever reason, even though there were some other videos being made and some other recordings being made, I propped a flip camera up on the top of the counter and recorded the entire time. So along with our conversations and their conversations and commercials and stuff, and about four different numbers that Tommy and Phil did. And uh, we gave Tommy a copy of that DVD tonight. Yeah, he didn't Uh, even know that existed. Yeah. And they were something else together. Oh. Yeah, amazing. Okay, before we run out of time, because we have our, our last call coming up, and I'm losing my voice just in time for the end of the show. I just want to do a mini shout out to some of the people who've tuned in tonight. Uh, you posted our show about eight hours ago, uh, what you do on Facebook. And yeah. for those of you who don't know, that's how you find out what's coming up on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think literally seconds after you posted it, uh, Norb Rosansky chimed in to say, I'm here, Norb in Aurora. <laughs> and bless you, Norb, you're, you're there, and you were the first one in tonight. Nancy Hollins uh, tuned in, Gene Jacobson from uh, Milwaukee. And Gene wants to know, what radio are people listening to that they seem to be able to get you the old-fashioned way? Well, we advertise the Sea Crane Radio, and we're telling you, it's amazing. In fact, I'm going to give a little little extra Sea Crane shout-out, because we were fans of Sea Cranes even before they became sponsors. And we've bought many of their radios this past week, we were out at my brother's. I'm losing my voice now, too. <laughs> uh, and my brother wanted to pick up some some radio stations that are northern Chicago radio stations, mm-hmm. and he, he couldn't really do it. So we got him the – it's the Sea Crane Wi-Fi 3 radio. And basically, that allows you to listen to radio stations all over the world. Well, the BBC. You wanted yeah. to pick up the BBC, and what a treat that he could do that. And, but we we set this up for him, so because it you it's like a computer, only it's not. It's a radio, and it's but a it's not really real, good radio, and it's not real complicated no. for you to set it up. So don't be scared. And you got a remote, so yeah. you can take it to bed with you and just point the remote and mm-hmm. turn it on or off or change the station. But of course, if you have it on our station on Saturday night, you don't want to be changing it. Yeah. 
I think you fixed it so your brother can't yes. do that on Saturday night. I put the time stamp <laughs> on right. it so from, it from 9 it. until 2, it will only be on WGN. It's like the kid lock that you can put on your car so mm-hmm. that they can't go out of a, a certain perimeter. Uh, Jeffrey Welshunts is listening in Elkins, West Virginia tonight. Uh, Sandy McComas in Michigan City, Indiana. Our buddy Bobby Danos always tuned in from Sandwich. Hey, Lester Bobby. Clyden tuned in. Lester's been with us forever. Mm-hmm. Peter Jakubowicz uh, has been with us. This, listening on his C-Crane Wi-Fi 3. I didn't even know that was coming I, up. No, I didn't either. But he's listening to us in Citrus County, Florida on that radio. Cool. Barbara Van Osdell is in Samanac, and Susie Mayer is in Glen Ellen, and Delphine Behrman in Chicago. How interesting. We get people. Are we getting out to Chicago? Yes, tonight? we are. Wow. Uh, Joanne Spir- Spiricus and uh, Bob Johnson and Joan Bloom and Bonnie Pearson and Chuck Snitchler. Howdy, Chuck. In Boobart, Indiana also known as Hobart, Indiana. Carol Roberts in Crawfordsville, Indiana. She's a Tommy E. fan. Uh, Betty Brassfield. And uh, Betty was wondering about us being in Florida. And we will be doing the show, Betty, while we're in Florida. Uh, Ron Oltman in Sycamore is one of our top fans. And Josh Solomon was tuned in from the Empty Pockets. Hey, Josh. Yeah, he was tickled to hear that Tommy Emanuel would be on the show. Lloyd Moncrief and Bob Baker and Debbie Hardiman in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Patrice Tintera, she's one of our top fans, and we love her. Kathy Abnar is in Peoria. John Couture and Tim Galt and Beverly Goodall. And Andrea Barabitsky, forgive me if I butchered that. John Mullins, uh, Sharon Malone, Nancy Witt, Wendy Kozal. And i got to mention, we just heard from a listener uh, who's listening to us, Gordon, in Flowery Branch, Georgia. Do you love that? And we have listeners tuned in in Maine tonight, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and a whole bunch of places in Florida, way south of us in Florida. Yeah. So thank you all. And if I missed you, be here next week, and I'll be sure to get you on. Yeah. Yeah. And again, next week, we'll be uh, broadcasting from Florida. We'll be broadcasting from uh, the studios of WKGC-FM at Gulf Coast State College in Panama City, Florida, which Mm -hmm. is just across the bridge from... Our little place in Panama City Beach, Florida. Yep. Oh, and I was asked if there were any drive-to-work pictures tonight. In fact, I did get some pretty decent pictures uh, after 10 o'clock as we were driving into the studio. And before we get out of here tonight or maybe on our way home, I'll post those pictures for you on our Facebook page. Because there's kind of a a little bit of a following for those pictures. (laughs) People say, I look forward to your drive-in and... Uh, it was, and while we're in Florida, we also yes, post we our drive-in pictures yeah. there, and and that's interesting. Going over the Hathaway Bridge, and the, the which is there's some incredible lighting on that bridge too. Yeah, really interesting. Um, and when we're there, we never talk about the weather because the weather there can be as weird as it, as it is here because we're in the Panhandle. Uh, somebody said to me today, "So you spend winters there?" And I go, "No, no." If because we spend winters here, I don't like because we're nuts. Well, no, I don't like it when it's cold and damp. And in our part of Florida, it's not uncommon for it to be fifties yeah. in January and February. And it's and coming because off. we're so close to the Gulf. Yeah, it's, it's a different kind of. It's like it, fifty is like thirty. It, it permeates. Yeah. 
as opposed to being up here and it's 32, but it's snow. And, you, and, it, and it rolls snow. off your back. You yeah. know, you're used to it. Uh, but as I said to this friend, you, you look around, you know who the Canadians are because it's 50 degrees and it's really bone chilling. And they're running around in flip-flops and shorts going, whoa, I'm in Florida. I'm a snowbird. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm from Chicago and I'm miserable. So that's why we don't spend our winters in Florida. All right. You know what's going to happen? Because I heard it, it, I heard a little rumbling it, it, outside. Yeah, I think I heard the rumbling, too. Yeah. Is that? Oh, uh, that, that, that's, see? It, uh, that's the Zamboni. Yeah. yeah. Bob has got the Zamboni going. He got it fired up. And sorry we didn't get to do our usual round robin with everybody, speaking of Bob, uh, who is the keeper of the big plug. But the Zamboni is... Uh, he, he got mad. He just drove away from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's coming back. <laughs> and and the lights are flickering, so it's time for our last call. That's right. So give us a call at 312-981-7200. That number again, 312-981-7200. You could be our last call. And as long as you haven't win a, win a, as long as you haven't win a prize. Haven't winded a prize. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good radio Sounds station. like I'm going to take over the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. I think so. Hey, I've had a long night. Um, as long as you have not won anything in the last 60 days, you will, in fact, win prizes, some very cool prizes. Mm-hmm. If you are, indeed, our last caller. And to explain to you how that works, to make it fair, we randomly choose a number from the bank of calls. So that person then becomes our last caller. Because we learned very early on that there's that person sitting at home waiting to be the last caller. Just waiting. Working two phones. And say, no, we're going to make it a little bit more fair. So hopefully it is. And you will be the last caller. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on WGN. Closing time. Closing time. Head on out. <laughs> so let's go. You don't have to go home. Yes, yeah, you, you do. really kind of do. But you can't stay here. <laughs> and you can't hear the rest of this song. No, we ain't going to play it. Because we'll be no. a parking lot. If but if we you want to look it up, it's the closing song by Red Peters. <laughs> closing song by Red Peters. And we will never, ever, ever play that song in its entirety on this radio station. It's a great song. It's a great version, but it, it, you ain't going to hear it on this radio you station. You me so much when we do that. Let's do it one more time. Closing time. time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's Santa. <laughs> Closing time. Oh, that reminds me. Hmm. I was uh, going through some <laughs> some old things. I found our Santa Claus road test of his sleigh. Oh, good. I'm Which sorry. we may use over the next, you of know, course. as we get close into We're only like 84 Santa. days till Christmas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm planning ahead. People are throwing things at their radio now. Stop it! It's not even Halloween. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, speaking of Halloween. Oh, real quick. I want to do this, all right? Real quick before we get to our last. And I think I chose the number last week, so you're going to choose the number this week. I am? Yeah. Uh well, I'll choose number five, but we'll get to number five in just a moment because right. you're slow mm-hmm. on the uptake. So hey, you, you hey. said it was about this it's time. Be a long walk home for you, <laughs> Julian. I'll give me a ride home because I got something for him. You said last week how you loved Halloween, right? Yeah, and you're a big Batman fan, right? I dabble. 
Yeah, you had a Batman should, belt should, on. Should he wander into the studio to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just come, see, on come on in. Come on in. See what you have right, here. Right, yeah. Okay. Is it safe for you to wander Julian in? is leaving his appointed post. Yes, he is. He's segueing into the studio because you need yes. to... Can I throw this at him? You can throw which that at him. Which microphone will he be on? Uh, you could be on that one, which I think is uh, this one. Okay. I think. All right. Heads up. <coughs> Testing. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> Ready? Oh, All right. It was this ready? time last week you said... We talk about Christmas shopping. You said, whoa, 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 I haven't even done the Halloween thing yet. And then okay. I asked you about your favorite costumes, and you said all about Batman. So that's for you. Open that baby up. It's a T-shirt. <laughs> that's pretty clever. You see what it is? It's it's a pumpkin, but the mouth is in the shape of the Batman logo. Isn't that cool? It's the bat. That's, that's right? pretty neat. And it's kind of subtle. You look at it, mm-hmm. and you go, oh. That's Batman oh. in that jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. A bat's-o-lantern? Uh, yes. I will see myself out. It may even glow in the dark. I don't know. Wait a minute. Before you leave, I know this is riveting radio, <laughs> Well, but you bear know. with me. We have to document these moments <laughs> as they happen. So if you will stay there and hold up the T-shirt so people that can see. That is kind of a neat shirt, you know? Because it's black, and imagine a jack-o'-lantern. You know how I usually uh, ask you to say something like Limburger? Okay, while you're holding that up, say, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think he's gone through puberty. A couple times. Uh, Did you? Okay. (laughs) It was so much fun the first time. (laughs) Yes, well, see, I thought of you when I was, you know, it was Amazon Prime days, and I was looking for things to buy, and it went, oh. There it is. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, you I think, think Amazon Prime, you think Julian. Well, no, actually, I think the phone was listening to us when we were having that conversation because it popped up in my feed. It did. And I thought that was very it honestly weird. Did. It literally popped up in my feed and I went, okay, Amazon. I've heard many experts say that's not true, but then I know. I've seen many things. Patrick tells us that. Yeah. He says, it's just a quinky dink. I go, no, no it's Batman no, no, in no, a no. jack o' lantern. How can that be a quinky dink? I've had plenty of moments where I go to Google something and it auto-corrects into there one thing we were talking about 30 seconds before. Thank you. And now your yes. smart TV listens to you? Oh, yeah. So. No, pref- people don't listen to me. But yeah, my TV but your does. smart TV does. <laughs> okay, I chose number five, so y- you've okay. got control since Julian's right. in here. Let me, uh, let's see. So I, uh, do I need to uh, do anything here? Or are you, uh, you're good? Wait a minute, Julian is running, running over, over here. Running over to our side. And he's... Okay. We're good. And this means line five should be... Carolyn? Carolyn? Carolyn, is this you? Carolyn. Hello? <laughs> you oh, broke the radio. You broke the radio station, Steve. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. Hi! Hi there. Where are you calling from? Uh, Bridgman, Michigan, but originally from Chicago. Awesome. Where is Bridgman, Michigan? It's southwest, right over the border. Okay. About 16 miles. Oh, all right. But isn't it like 3 o'clock in the morning there, going on 3? Yes, it is. Oh, well, bless your heart for staying up so late with us. Thank you. (laughs) Why are you up at this hour of the morning? Well, even though I'm 74 years old, I have a (laughs) hedgehog. (gasps) You do? Yes, by the name of Pipsqueak. (gasps) And they're nocturnal, and so I stay up with her till 2 o'clock, and after I put her back in her cage... Then I go and I take my shower and get ready for bed. <laughs> Are you on Facebook with us? 
by any chance on our Facebook uh, show? Uh, well, I do see you on Facebook. I don't know if I'm a, uh, a member. Well, a- no, what I, w- I want to see a picture of this hedgehog because Steve and I wrote a children's book. And it's based on yeah. a hedgehog slash porcupine. It, it hasn't been published yet, but and, it's, uh, oh. the porcupine's name is Persnickety Stickler. Persnickety Stickler. <laughs> and okay. he's, he's very persnickety. And in fact, we wrote it five years ago this week because it was during Hurricane Michael when we couldn't get a hold of my dad and we were staying up night and day because my dad was stranded in the hurricane. And we're both kind of stressed. And for and some so reason, wrote a Johnny children. said something and it kind of triggered this persnickety stickler thing and literally within a matter of a day we'd written the whole book yeah wow and so i've got a special place in my heart for hedgehogs and and they look like porcupines right kind of yeah Yeah. they're not quite as quilly i mean they're small they fit in your hand oh that's so sweet and what's yours name pipsqueak pipsqueak okay so i call her pip (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute wow And yep. most people, when we do talk about our pets or whatever, and I, they'll say, well, she has a hedgehog, and a hedgehog, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't even know what they are. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know what you need to do, because you are our, our last caller, and one of uh-huh. the prizes you're getting is the highly collectible WGN uh, T-shirt. The retro The WG. retro T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I want to see yeah. a picture of your hedgehog with the T-shirt. <laughs> Okay, I can, I'll get somebody to take my picture while because I have to hold her and somebody yeah. else to hold the shirt. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, good. And you're also getting your very own uh, American Weathermakers weather station. It's a desktop weather station, and it's become quite the collectible. So you're going to get your very own just in time for the winter months over in Michigan. Oh, well, that's great yeah. because our atomic clock doesn't tell the time outside just on the inside oh the temperature yeah yeah well i'm so glad you were listening tonight and thank you for tuning in ex-chicagoan that you are yes i was there for um oh 60 something years oh, and then we my late husband and i moved here because my brother lives here i see were you a uh, north side or south side uh northwest jefferson park okay okay yeah right. and i was a nurse there for 34 years really where uh, I I did my education in nursing and worked at St. Mary of Nazareth, which I don't know what name it's going by now. Oh, we used oh, to we're, do... We're very familiar with that. Yeah, we did uh, yeah. their their yearly uh, black tie affair for St. Mary's. In fact, one of, oh, the, okay. one of the fun things was years ago, there was a, uh, a black tie charity event that was held at the aquarium. And oh. having grown up on the South Side and having been uh, in Catholic schools, I couldn't resist the urge to get this whole bleacher full of nuns to do the wave at the aquarium. <laughs> and they were in habit, too. And they, and they, oh, sure. they loved it, too. <laughs> and they all went along with it. It was wonderful. And then oh, we had a nun walk up to Steve and slip him a bundle of comic books. Yes. Because she was a comic book collector. She was a comic collector. book fan. And she says, these oh, wow. are for you, Steve. I've been saving them. It was wonderful. Oh. Yeah. Great memories. Well, thank you for checking in, Carolyn. And hold on for a second. And um, you will get your prizes. And we hope to get a picture from you. Yeah. Okay. And your hedgehog. Yeah. Pip. Pip, the hedgehog. <laughs> I might like one of those because I could carry it in my purse. Right? I could take it on a plane. 
like a could try. It could be my comfort hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. It makes me feel happy. As opposed to the guy who was trying to get on the plane with a comfort alligator? Yes. <sighs> mm. And the guy that had a horse. A mini horse. Oh, come yep. on, people. You're ruining... He was just horsing around. Steve. It's a long walk home. I also have keys <laughs> to the car. <laughs> uh well, yeah, this show did go by fast. But let me quickly say to the 630 area code who found us tonight and always thought the WGN was for old people. He said, wow, you have a new fan. Fabulous show tonight. I'll be tuning in in the future. So thank you. And I'm glad you found us. He was coming from Tommy's show at the Park West and a friend called him to say, turn on the radio. And cool. Yeah. So they were listening after they uh, saw Tommy. And, and we can't thank Tommy enough for yeah. for Sama because Wonderful. really... Uh, he's. I don't want to ever be in the same room with Tommy and Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know. The two of the, the energy the two of them yeah. have. They're working machines. You're right. Uh, yeah, Julian. Again, thank you so much for all of your great work. He's made some video for us that will be up before the next show. He says, "Gabe's in the newsroom. Ron Brown was with us, and of course, the keeper of the big plug, Bob Fakuda. We thank you all." For keeping us out of trouble. And thank you. Thank, thank you guys for hanging out with us. And we will talk to you next week from uh, Panama City, Florida. Yep. So uh, <sighs> it's been fun.